Welcome back and thanks for joining me for another Fast Fiver. First off the rank in the Fast Fiver today is the Bolter XPA. Now before I get down to opening the can and uh, reviewing this beer, uh, I'm going to talk about the recent takeover of Bolter. Bolter was recently sold to one of the big conglomerates, Colton United Breweries, which is a sub to Asahi Brewing from Japan. Okay, so the beer in particular that I'm going to talk about today and review is the Bolter XPA. For two years running, Bolter XPA took out first place in the Gab's Hottest 100. It's the beer industry's version of the Triple J Hottest 100 um, music of the year. So quite good reason why the XPA has taken it out two years running. They had some really good coverage, obviously through some of the bigger chains, through their sales of that particular beer. Therefore making them quite appealing to the market. It is a 5% beer in a 375 mil can. 1.5 standard drinks. These guys hail out of Corumban, Queensland. Now, there was a few actions put in place through the sale of the company, uh, the brewery in particular, and that was that all their employees remained where they were. The beers that these guys put out are to remain as they are, so everything about Bolter Brewing Company stays as it is. Basically, all it is is a takeover from what I can see and from what these guys' statement is. Um, that's all it'll ever be. So they've put a fair few um, safeguards in place to ensure that um, that those who are lucky enough of us to, to be able to get Bolter continue to get the same product that we've always got. So we might get started on, on reviewing the actual beer. Online statement goes through and it explains a lot of the reasons behind and some of the decisions that were made and the conditions through the sale of that company. Um, so back in 2016, four of Australia's best pro surfers. So we've got Mick Fanning, Joel Parkinson, B. Uh, uh, Dolbridge and Josh Kerr made a quiet splash when they launched the Gold Coast Base. Bolter Brewing Company with former stone and wood head brewer Scott Hargraves. So, Scott being the main one behind a lot of the stuff that's going on, and the four surfer boys, um, waxheads, whatever you want to call them, they got in behind it for the funding and obviously the ownership of the of the company and the brewery, and pressed forward and they've made some really good beers over the years since 2016. Um, they have been a pretty big crowd favourite, and it's not hard to see why. The XPA is pretty good. The IPA is pretty good. Um, there's a few others there that um, through Bolter, uh, Captain Sensible, which is a nice uh, low alcohol, um, quite sessionable beer, full flavour as well. So that's also another good one from that company. Um, 
ABM Bev, uh, Asasi, Kelton United Breweries, uh, whatever you want to call them, uh, basically the same thing. Um, have taken over other brewing companies to the likes of Mountain Goat, Four Pines, Pirate Life, and Green Beacon. Green Beacon and Pirate Life being the um, your previously current takeovers to Bolter. Um, Pirate Life, from my understanding and from what I've tasted, has actually um, let go a little bit as, as um, not as good as what it used to be. Um, definitely, um, definitely dropped off the scale for, for favoured beers. Uh, Green Beacon's still pretty strong up there. Those guys have probably set the same standards. But Boulder set with this beer. So, and I get it cracking. As I stated, it's a 5%. Housed in a 375ml can, 1.5 standard drinks. Open this beer up and it just screams big flavours, big aromas. Um, oh, such, a, such, a, such a nice beer, uh, Bolter XPA. Um, it's essentially, it's just like opening up their IPA. You're getting the same tones and the same sort of um, the, the flavour and, and that across the palate. Less alcohol, um, but it's pretty much on par with the IPA. As far as I'm concerned, that's my opinion, um, and I pretty much stick to it. So it might be just a pale. There's nothing weak about this bad boy. Tropical and floral aromatics set off a fruity palate that will punch the taste buds in the pleasure zone. Tailored for those who enjoy a fully hot beer that's still easy to drink. Now, the IPA is still pretty easy to drink as well, but um, the XBA, uh, probably a little bit easier to handle, I guess. Uh, I think the the IPA is um, up over 6% from, from my memory. Now, I should remember, I consumed a, a few of those over the Christmas break. So, yeah, big aromas. Bold, punchy, fruity, very floral. Still plenty of flavour there. Nice malt balance. Really good hop flavour on the palate. Just a little bit lighter than the IPA. The IPA seems to punch through with those hops on the palate a little bit more. Um, but for the warm weather and the style of beer and the amount of aroma and flavour we're getting from it. Definitely um, definitely one of those, beer, those beers I can keep going back to. Now I'll keep consuming the bolters in the hope that nothing changes. So for R&D or research and development, I'll continue to drink these beers. Definitely a nice summer beer to consume. Alright, beer number two off the rank for this Fast Five is another one from Bent Spoke. It is their Sprocket Big and Hoppy. So I did review the Cluster 8. It's a really, really nice double IPA, that one. This one is a 7% housed in a 375ml can. As I did with the last 
bent spoke beer, I spoke about these three little icons on the front, which are part of the, the label. It is three little beer glasses. This one is the same as the cluster eight, where the hop glass is completely full. The malt glass on this one is around about half, and the yeast glass is around about half as well. So this one is also pretty much hop driven. A little bit less malt on the palate, and obviously a little bit less yeasty on the palate as well. Not that we pick up a lot of yeast in, in a lot of beers, except for when you get into styles like your wheats and your um, uh, and the wits uh, uh, farmhouse style beers as well can get a bit funky. Britannomyces and other sorts of cultures like that can stand out a lot in those particular beers. But this one, I'm not sure whether the can statement on this one is the same as the uh, bent spoke cluster eight, but it reads, nothing worthwhile comes easily. Taking the familiar road can rob life of the flavor so at Bench Spoke, we take a more adventurous route, knowing all too well that it'll bend a few spokes along the way. Maybe says the same thing as that last can, I'm not sure. I can't re remember that, but um, 2.1 standard drinks. Once again, these guys hail out of Braddon ACT. And this also, being from Bench Spoke, has the ripper, top ripper can opener lid whatever you want to call it at the top this familiar sound all this too distinctive with this type of can opening quite explosive spurt stuff everywhere more of a pop than a ch that you get from the other sorts of cans that you use um, once again I'll, I love these styles of cans so easy to drink out of consumer friendly except for the contents <laughs> oh, great aroma very much like the um, the cluster 8 on the aroma so all their packaging um, is the same from the opening right down to pretty much the labels a couple of the smaller details on the labels uh, maybe the colours and stuff are a little bit different. The Cluster 8 is more of a, it's a black can um, or black can face with the with the logos and the and the, um, the illustrations on there, which are basically um, lots of different things like pipe work, bike seats, bike handlebars, tyres, um, uh, hot air balloon, a bike pump. The Coda Arms, a kangaroo and the emu, which is synonymous with the Australian Coda Arms. Um, little hop flowers, cans, little cranes, robots, glasses, watering cans, uh, wheat, hop flowers, hop binds, bicycle chain, cogs. Um, very good looking cans. They stand out quite well in the in the fridge at your local. So. Nice aroma. I really love the aromas of these big hoppy beers, the double IPAs. Um, the Australian IPAs and double IPAs are 
very distinctive against the American and the um, and IPAs from around the rest of the world. English IPA is going to be a lot different than that. They're more of a malt-driven IPA. Here goes Ben Spokes Sprocket, seven percent, big and hoppy. Mm. Definitely, definitely more of a, a hoppy beer, less malt. Um, as I said, I can't speak for the yeast. I don't get, pick up a lot of yeast in beers like this, um, but the little description on the front of the can tells me that there's less of a yeast present in this beer than there is in the Cluster 8. Probably due to the amount of yeast that's needed to, to ferment or brew that particular beer. Dank. Diesely. These are the hop descriptions, obviously. The flavour. It's very punchy on the palate. Very fruity, nice balanced bitterness, bitterness across the palate. A little bit more bitterness bite in this one there is than, than in the cluster eight, but um, God, these guys can do these guys can do no wrong by me. Um, ben spoke out of Braddon ACT. Always worthwhile purchase the, these guys. Only been around for a few years. Um, definitely hope these guys remain independent. It'd be sad to see um, another one of the the top and well-known breweries be sold out. Um, but then again, you know, if you get offered stupid amounts of money, um, you'd be mad not to take that sort of coin. <sighs> nice. All in all, out of five, about a 4.3. After scoring this one, I realised I didn't score the XPA from Bolter. Um, purely because it's, uh, it, I'm going to keep uh, researching and developing that beer to see how it changes over the time that it's um, been on the sellout. That one is the Sprocket Big and Hoppy from Ben Spoke. Okay, the next beer off the rank in the Fast Five is the Parrot Dog Hazy IPA named Keith. Keith's housed in a 
440ml can, 6% alcohol, 2.1 standard drinks. Ingredients in this beer are Maris Otter, Oats, Wheat, Light Crystal, Hops to be found are Citra, Mosaic, Amarillo and Yeast being East Coast Ale. Can artist is Robbie Simon. Motto on the can is keep it cool, drink it fresh. So these guys hail out of Lyle Bay, Wellington. I found this beer to be a nice session hazy IPA at 6%. Um, definitely falls into a session style hazy IPA for, for many of these days. Having such hop profiles like mosaic, obviously bringing things like mango, pine, citrus, and a little bit of herb to the to the party, with a little bit of orange coming from the citra, and from the amarillo, we're getting a touch of the lime and tropical fruits. Not getting a lot of grapefruit coming through on this particular one. I'm thinking that mosaic was the biggest um, addition to this particular beer. If I had to rate out of five for the Parrot Dog Hazy IPA, I'd rate this one around a 3.5. It is within that 3.5 that I would um, give this score to anything that I consider um, sessionable, um, something that I'd travel back to at a later date, um, possibly from for a change up from something of the heavier styles where I still want to have some of that um, quality uh, flavours that you get from those sorts of hops. I'm really enjoying these beers that have a, a very good malt profile across the palate and balance well with certain types of hops. So that 3.5 is mainly due to um, those characteristics. Okay, so the next beer off the rank in the Fast Five is Inside Running Pale Ale from Sticks Brewing Company. Inside Running is housed in a 355ml cans, 4.5%, 1.3 standard drinks. And this beer is named after their podcast. They have a podcast about um, plenty of different topics, uh, Inside Running. These guys are part of a bit of a fitness group. They do a lot of triathlons and um, marathon type stuff. Uh, and their podcast is solely um, based on, on certain topics to do with um, those sorts of um, sporting events. So Brave Running Souls, ready to go with lots of pop in their legs. A podcast in Newcastle beer starts with Galaxy, Sabro and Mosaic and then a light malt balance to finish. So in Newcastle, Carrington, where these guys hail from, there is a creek called Sticks Creek and this is what they've named the brewery after. It runs through Newcastle and in Greek mythology this creek is the connection between the real world and the underworld. So come on a journey with us and our collection of character filled with brewers and experience the brewing journey we all long for. Great quality brewers paying homage to the ferrymen and Sharon on our journey to the best small batch brews. So these guys are solely um, um, small batch brewers uh, they do have a core lineup a core range uh, they're king tide they're ferrymen they're uh, tin city and the kraken 
not a bad core lineup for for such a young brewery. They're only uh, I think they're into their second year now. Uh, if I had to score this one out of five, I'd score it around about a 3.2. There's an underlying flavour that I got from this beer and one of their others as well, possibly even another one that I got that flavour from, um, and I can't quite put my finger on it. But these guys using um, a New World hop uh, called Sabro, coupled with Mosaic, Mosaic being um, one that I really enjoy, and obviously an Australian hop called Galaxy. Galaxy is a pretty much a, a huge favourite of many breweries across the world, uh, in particular the American breweries, and uh, a lot of the contracts for Galaxy ends up in the States. All in all, not probably a beer that I'd, I'd go back to um, on a continual basis. Uh, I have had two cans of this in the hope that the the underlying flavour I got from it was of was of just from one can, not in a, not across uh, uh, the whole batch. But um, having feedback from other people who have tried it, um, the description they've given me for that uh, underlying flavour has been the flavour that I've gotten from the beer as well. Still a pretty score, uh, pretty solid score of three point two, um, and well worth a try. Next beer off the rank is the Dayton Brewery Violent Crumble. These guys hail out of Carrum Downs, Victoria. He's housed in a 355ml can, 7.5% ABV, 2.1 standard drinks, 33 IBUs. Violent Crumble is a honeycomb and toffee stout. Dwayne Johnson is on top of the Empire State Building fighting a giant gorilla whilst eating a chocolate bar. A swarm of bees come flying out of the gorilla's mouth and bite his tongue. So he needs a beer to soothe the swelling. This is that beer. So, it was a quite enjoyable beer. I had it last night. I had this one sitting at the back of the fridge. I wanted to hold off on it because it is a seasonal beer, so not sure on the rotation and when it's due to be um, released again or whether it will be released. Um, fingers crossed. It is a beer that I score around about the uh, 4.1 to 4.2. Not in my top 10 of 2019, uh, solely based on the fact that I didn't get um, enough mouthfeel from this particular beer to, to rate it as my um, one of my highest in the top 10 of the stouts for 2019. Other than that, the novelty and the flavour that I got from this beer are uh, very exceptional and it's just those few points that let it down uh, in a way of not having a mouthfeel that, um, that would coat the palate, coat the, the sides of the mouth and, and the back of the throat. So it has all those flavours there that I really want to get from that beer. I want it to be like eating ice cream and caramel where it, it, the, the taste, the aroma and flavour just linger till the next sip. Uh, I didn't get that from this beer. There's a few other beers like that on the market um, that I've had over the over 2019 and I've found that they're, they're basically the same. There's just the mouthfeel isn't there. It doesn't coat. The flavour doesn't last long enough and it doesn't carry through to the next sip. And that's my reasoning behind scoring it um, 
uh, on the on the lower end of my um, my favourite stouts of 2019. All in all, a really good beer, one I would definitely revisit again. I've only had around about two cans of this stout from memory. I think I've only purchased a couple of them. Um, in all fairness, I pretty much got the same flavour and, 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 and opinions about this beer from the first can I had to this, this can just recently. That's, um, I still got the same outcome, the, the low mouthfeel uh, resulting in um, not carrying it through to the next sip and and therefore um yeah it is something i'm still uh endeavor to return to it is like i say a really really well flavored beer just doesn't carry through